We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Alexander, got it! Very nice early post up by Adams working inside. Whistle and one! Oh! And T. Ferg rocking the rim! Hey guys, this is your host Kami Amurabian joining you guys for another Oklahoma City Thunder post-game podcast edition from the uncontested um, flying solo today. Of course, we're sponsored by Blue Wire and a lot of other people. It's fantastic. It's fantastic stuff. It's fantastic night. Oklahoma City beats the Cleveland Cavaliers and the very upsetty spaghetti Kevin Love 121 to 106, a 15-point margin extends their winning streak i believe to five if i'm correct um i they mentioned it later on in the game and i wasn't paying attention that much because they have a daunting schedule ahead of them but let's talk about the themes cleveland's just not good y'all they're they're just not good they're they're all kinds of bad kevin love just got fined for being really angry um and he said he didn't care because he had a lot of money and he's clearly wanting out of Cleveland. And then you really have two and a half other players that are worth a damn on Cleveland's team. You have Colin Sexton, who is a sophomore year player. He's a second year player who, like, he's good. I mean, like, he does things at a rapid pace. Uh, he's not going to shoot you out of the gym, even though he's been working on it. And then you have Darius Garland, who's he's actually pretty okay for a rookie out of Vanderbilt. Um, those two, sometimes when they're on the court together, it was kind of hard to tell which was which because they're just moving so fast, to be quite honest. Um, but And then they have Chetty Osman, who's a Turkish player who LeBron James has very high praise for Chetty Osman. Um, and he's, yeah, he can shoot the lights out. And I would actually not mind Chetty Osman in OKC. Um, but yeah, Cleveland's not good. And like a couple examples is 
Kevin Love just not caring. Like, this man was walking on defense. This man just did not give a crap to be there. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, he's the one that signed the extension, though. He's the one that signed that max extension. So, at the end of the day, whose fault is it, really? And maybe maybe he was promised. Maybe he was promised that you sign the extension and then we'll get you to a contender or something like that. And But that amidst... Everybody else hating uh, John Beeline, who's from Michigan, who his season is going so much worse. Um, the veterans on the team don't like him because, I mean, the, the veterans on the team have been to NBA titles. And then you have the rookies that probably, I don't I don't know if the rookies mind him as much because Billy Donovan is a college coach. And the main issue that the players are having with Beeline is his approach to the game. And he feels like, and, and the Cavs feel like they're, he's still approaching it like it's a college, like it's a college, you know, team and an okc billy donovan you've never really heard that maybe like years later when kevin durant maybe just like is 60 years old we'll talk about how you know billy donovan thought it was too college or billy donovan coached a team like it was too college like and they were too much they were too old for it but to be quite frank um i think billy's done a great job and i think billy's done a great job at adjusting to his coaching style and i think he's and the team's actually letting him coach. And uh, that's not to say that Russ didn't, but, you know, it's, it's Russ. So, um, And also, Cleveland's a team in rebuilding. And so Oklahoma City fans are like, man, you know, this is a rebuilding year, and OKC might make the playoffs. No, no, <laughs> this is not a rebuilding year for Oklahoma City. What you're seeing is Oklahoma City about to reposition, like, like Sam Presley said, they're, like, they're going to retool, reposition, and replenish. They are in repositioning right now um, to retool and then replenish. This is not a rebuilding year. This is a year in which they are figuring out what their needs are. This is a year they're they're feeling out the market, especially with this free agent class coming up for 2020, yet the 2020 summer. This free agent class is not good. So OKC, they might as well, you know, just like hold on to these guys and trade them because they're at a premium of talents like Gallo. Those guys are at a, they're they're at a premium, so I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, so he just held this core together and extended Gallo at whatever price he wanted, and then tried to trade him off. Um, but yep, yeah, it's 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 interesting. This this Cavs this Cavs team is a team in rebuilding. Okay, so he'll be there in the next year or so um, because teams in rebuilding don't have a Gallinari, they don't have a Chris Paul, they don't have they don't have a Dennis Schroeder uh, or maybe even a Stephen Adams. Teams, this this Thunder team in rebuilding will have a Shea Gilgis Alexander, a Darius Baisley, a Hamadou Diallo, um, and some other ancillary pieces. But yeah, th- th- this is not a rebuilding team. The Cavs are clearly a rebuilding team. Talking about the game, the game was never in doubt. And really, here, OKC is just clearly the better team. And there were lapses in OKC's playing where you thought they just. They they knew they were playing the Cavs, and they knew, and we all knew from the get-go that OKC should win this game, and the Cavs came back a little bit and made a few threes in a row, but the Cavs were really never, ever going to catch OKC, and uh, yeah, it, it was just a game. They're Oklahoma City, they're 20-15 now, which is five games above 500 um, again, but they have a massive daunting stretch coming up, but I mean, again, you this game was never in doubt. It just really wasn't. And OKC had a balanced attack to show that. I mean, you look at OKC's stat line, and again, you have five guys in double figures. Danilo Gallinari with 19 points. 
You had Steven Adams with 10. You had Ferguson with 13. Gildas Alexander with 20. And you have Schroeder with 22. And then you had, I mean, like, Baisley had nine points to add. Everybody that played except uh, Burton had points. Uh, Nader added his last three-pointer at the very end. But everybody else, they had points. Um, oh, excuse me. They had not just five. They had six players in double figures. Diallo had 10. It's just, it's so, it was just so balanced tonight. And Diallo just dunked the hell over Caleb tonight. Um, but like going over the stat lines, Danilo Gallinari finishes at 19, 5, and 3. Steven Adams, my favorite stat line out of all of them, we'll talk about it. 10, uh, he finished with 10, 16, and 4. That's incredible. Terrence Ferguson at a 13 and 1 and 1. Shea Gillis Alexander, 20 and 7. You'd like to see Shea assist the ball a little more, but he's a guy that, honestly, he's a guy that Chris Paul and, and Steven Adams and Dennis Schur, they dumped the ball off to go score. He's the guy that isn't assisting yet. So maybe you'll see that a little bit more if this team trades Schroeder the second half of this year. Or that's maybe something you'll just see next year in your three for Dennis Schroeder. Uh, not for Dennis Schroeder, but Shea Gilles-Alexander. And then you look at other stats. Dennis Schroeder, 22-3-1. Hamadou Diallo, he's a 10-1. Something imp- impressive was Darius Baisley's 9-7-1. I mean, like, he's a, he's a rookie. And I get it. Cleveland sucks, man. I wanted to see Darius Baisley just one-on-one ISO with Kevin Love because I know 100% of the time he was going to get by Kevin Love, and he was going to throw down more dunks. On defense, he swatted Caleb, it felt like, three times. He probably only did it once. But I know I know Baisley, what, how many blocks did he come down with? Darius Baisley had so one block tonight? That can't be right. That can't be right. It seemed like he altered so many more shots. But OKC had a balance attack. Uh, Nerlens went down. Obvious ankle, ankle injury, uh, sprain. That thing went outward. Um, I don't expect him back for maybe another week and a half or two weeks. And that's going to be tough for OKC heading down to these next teams because, I mean, you have Philly and Brooklyn, and this, this month is filled This month is filled with uh, games that are not in Oklahoma City. You have Philly at Brooklyn. You come home versus Houston and against the Lakers. Then you go to at Mini. Uh, you come back home against the Raptors and against the Heat. And that's just that. That's that's a rough stretch, guys. That's a rough stretch for the next two weeks. And then you have games at Portland and on the 18th, so two weeks from today. But it's just that's it's a rough stretch to be without a Nerlens Noel. And you know, of course, this is me, you know, just guessing and speculating on the timetable of Nerlens injury. But I mean, he's a very tall man. He's very lanky, and those ankles are very important on a leg that long. So we'll see what happens. But let's talk more about Steven Adams and Billy Donovan's offense. 10, 16, and 4. I'm not really impressed with the 16, even though we know Steven Adams can rip down 16 rebounds. The 10 points, I mean, first of all, that rip move that he does, I wonder when people are going to outlaw or, you know, say that's just a common foul because Steven Adams is getting really good at it, and I wonder who taught him that. But what's more impressive is the four assists. Because before, you know, in anything before, S- Steven Adams was not going to assist the ball. Maybe he was going to have one backdoor cut, and that was it. That Steve was going to get one assist a game. 
But Steven Adams is going to start to really average three, four assists a game in Billy Donovan's system. I'm all here for it. And I really love it because Steven Adams has such a smooth game as far as him in the post, him knowing how to pass and where the ball should go. And his passing is so good. And maybe it's because he can palm the ball just it, it just like a lot better than a lot of bigs. Like his hands are seemingly as big as the ball. And so maybe it's just like throwing a baseball for him or a softball. I don't know. But his passes are so good. And he knows when to pass. And he's such an able passer. He's a capable defender. He's a great defender. And if he starts to unlock his offensive game in the post, I mean, you got to like it. And especially his free throws have gotten so much better over the last month. Over the stretch of wins OKC experienced over December and now the beginning of January, his free throws have gotten a lot better. Um, so really love Steven Adams and Billy Donovan's offense, and I really hope to see that. I really hope that OKC does not trade away Steven Adams. He's such a big part of this team, and I would really like to see him grow with the rest of the young guys. I think he could add a lot to what they do in the future. Um, and, on, and on that note, it's just really nice to see a team with nothing to lose. I mean, you, there's a possession where Dennis Schroeder had the ball in the corner, and he had an. It was going to be a semi-contested three-pointer, but it was going to be a late contest, so he could have shot it. He'd have been open. He passed it to Chris Paul, and Chris Paul had a wide-open three. And the defender then, you know, rushes over to Chris, and then Chris then gives the ball back to Dennis at a wide-open three once again. And Dennis shoots it. Of course, he swishes it. And then him and CP3, this kind of share a smile and a high five together. And this team is just fun to watch because you I mean you see you see Chris Paul coaching people on the sidelines instead of Russ just staring across the court, being focused in and laser focused and pissed off over over at something. And instead of Raymond Felton coaching the team, you see your best player or your maybe not your best player because it's tough to tell on each given night who the best player is on this team. And I would say that it's Chris Paul, but it's kind of hard to tell sometimes. But it's good to see your best player coaching up everybody. Like asking Dar- ask Darius Baisley. You think Russell Westbrook would give Darius Baisley the light of day? Hell no. Russell would have him go to the end of the bench and give him a, a slap on the on the slap on the butt and say good job rookie on you know on any given moment as far as like if he made a good play. But Russ would not even acknowledge Darius Baisley, and let alone. After he comes off the court, coach him up, asking what he's seeing and telling him to be where, where to be better and how to be better. So Chris Paul is so important. Like you have Billy Donovan already in the Thunder crew and like really making people better, but to have Chris Paul over on the sideline, really coaching the guys up, it it's so important. It's so fun to see, and it's just fun. It's fun to see to see see a team with nothing to lose because it feels like since that year with Kevin Durant and. Russ in the title run in 2013 uh, when they made to the finals against LeBron's Heat. It felt like every year was so uptight and it felt like every year was a win now mode. And I mean, of course, discounting Russ's MVP season. And even then it was an uptight game of is Russ going to get the, you know, the triple double? Is he going to get the, because these triple doubles are going to probably weigh pretty heavily on his MVP and so the season became more about Russ getting MVP and being electric than it did becoming a playoff run. But it seemed like every season was just like uptight. It You had a call to action as far as OKC needs to be competitive. OKC needs to be in the title race. 
and it was exhausting. And this season, you're coming in like you really don't, re- you know, this team's not good enough to win a title. And but it's just nice to see this team at the beginning of the season. We're saying, man, like if you're gonna tank, this is the kind of tank you want a team that's very competitive that's just not winning games. And well, now they're winning games and also being very competitive. So it's just you know, it's not uptight, and you can see the guys smiling and they're they're still competitive and. It's just, it's it's fun to see. This is a fun team to watch because we don't have expectations. We don't have high expectations for the team. And the team, I think, can feel that. And I think the team also just knows they're not a title team and they're still having fun with it. And it makes you think, man, if OKC could really add another real serious piece, you know, how far could they go in the playoffs? I mean, that's a good question. If this team added another serious piece, like maybe a talent on par with Gallinari. I don't know who you would offer. Uh, maybe some of those picks. But, you know, if you did, what would, what would this team look like? Because if they look like this right now already, and they're not that many games out of, honestly, having home field advantage, like what would they look like? And could they re- realistically make a push in the playoffs? Like, Alec Burks. Imagine if Alec Burks had actually stayed with his commitment to OKC. You're adding another score on the team that could give you another 10 points a night. So then you look at, man, what's this do for the depth of this Thunder, this thunder team? Because Dennis Shooter's coming off the bench and just lighting it up. And Nerlens Noel, when he's healthy, is coming in and giving you valuable minutes. And Hamadou Diallo just scores points just by being aggressive and just being an energy guy. And Darius Baisley is coming into his own and My God, he's shooting shots, and I love the fact that he's really starting to not hesitate anymore, and that's big. And you know what? If and when OKC makes the playoffs, because I think there's a high chance. If OKC stays the same, they will make the playoffs. But if he makes the playoffs, you'll see. I bet you'll see Darius Baisley probably start to stutter a little bit more on um, those threes from the outside. But you really like to see what he's doing. Like right now, OKC is five and a half games out of eighth place. And OKC is, I guess, yeah, okay, Portland lost again. So OKC is five and a half games out of not being in the playoffs at all. But they are three games out of fifth place, and they're four games out of second place. The Thunder are four games out of second place. Because... Denver, Houston, and the Clippers are all four games ahead of them. And then the three games behind Utah and two games behind Dallas, guys. This team, at the beginning of the year, they were competitive because they have a lot of talent. And now that they're gelling together and they figured out what they can do and that three-guard lineup is really taking off, and if OKC would have been able to keep Alec Burks, who jumped onto the wrong train, I think hindsight is always twenty twenty, but... If Alec Burks could really see what the hell is going to happen with Golden State now, what was going to happen with OKC, he would have stayed with OKC. And imagine if he's there, OKC probably has another two to three wins under their belt, and that puts OKC into the in the what the sixth spot, the fifth spot. I mean, it's unreal. So it's just interesting to think about. But it's time for a stock up and stock down brought to you guys by Untuck It. You guys ever see an untucked button-down shirt? They kind of look really bad. And why? It's because they weren't meant to be worn that way, actually. So thankfully, there's Untuck It. 
The original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked, y'all. No matter your size or shape, untucked shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. Because, like, there's some shirts that you guys wear that they're really long in the back and, like, really short up front because of, like, bending over and stuff like that on your, on your work day if, you're, if you work in an office. Um, so, with more than 50-plus fit combinations, untucked shirts look really great on tall, short, slim, and even athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite untucked shirt style or check out on one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. Y'all, choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, which I'm interested in, outerwear, and even more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, which is incredibly important, especially if you work in an office, uh, bulgy, too long, or even too big again. And their website's so, so easy to use, guys. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you guys find your own fit. So for you guys that don't know what size you wear, it's important to find that. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck is the way to go. So visit Untuckit.com and use the code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. So that's Untuckit, U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. That's a big time saving and it's going to be comfy shirts, y'all. So anyways, stock up and stock down. Stock up Ferg's confidence. This man, oh my goodness. Ferg is not really, how can I explain this? Sure, Ferg is in his own head a lot, and he is a 100% a confidence player. If his confidence is high, just like the day after he got his baby girl back, and that's awesome for him, um, this man had the game of his life, and you absolutely love that. He went 5 of 10 and 13 points. Love that. Very confidence player, and when he's got it going, he's got it going. I mean, this man skied for the rebound, dribbled to the corner, and said, well, might as well, and just launched it, and it just went down, and you love it. And I think part of it is him beginning the game going to the floor and going to the cup and putting the ball on the floor. I love that, that maybe to get some confidence, he goes to the rim, maybe get a foul call, maybe see the ball go through the hoop, or maybe just him being aggressive in general. You want to see him be aggressive, and I really like that uh, because that shows that he has he's taking more confidence. Stock down, Mike Muscala, Muskie, has, stopped to take, has to stop taking threes. I mean, he hit a couple. Great, fantastic. But they always look so long. They're very, they're very flat. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of trajectory as far as like arc. Um, just roll the basket, just like any of the other bigs. Roll the basket like Nerlens. Roll the basket like Steve. I mean, I get he can be a three-point shooter, but I OKC does not need that from him. They they would like to have an inside presence for a rebound because if he's out there just bricking threes you leave that to the other team to go rebound it and get more possessions off you, off you. So stock down on Muscala. I really, really hope that Nerlens isn't out for an extended amount of time, but hey, whatever. Um, let's go to the moment of the game, and I think it's pretty fun. Uh, there's, there could be a couple. I mean, there could be the one where Steven Adams drew his second charge of the year, which Steve is now doing, and he gets so excited. But, I mean... Why not the moment of the game? Just really explain the game in general. This explains the game so much. Hamadou Diallo is running back court, or you think he is running back to get on defense, and Cleveland inbounds the ball. 
and I can't remember who's passing it to who, but it's between Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, and Diallo just runs right back up between them, intercepts the pass, and just throws down a spike dunk, and uh, that, that just explains the game. That's the game in a nutshell as far as Cleveland is young. They're going to make mistakes, and OKC was very aggressive tonight. And so the moment, that's my moment of the game. Hamdou Diallo throwing down a couple of vicious dunks. And yeah, it was pretty great. But we've got some Twitter questions, and I really appreciate all of you guys for sending those in. We've got some pretty good ones, and in some I'll say that word, they were okay. We'll just say pretty good ones. But anyways, from this first one, okay, I, I'm going to try to say, okay, I've, I've composed myself. Their name is Thunderbeard, but the at is SmellyFartBox88. It's fantastic. They say, do you think this team could win a playoff series? You know, that's a great question. And quite honestly, I think they could. I think this Thunder team, with the way they're playing now, and if there are rumors, if there are rumored to be, you know, buyers at the deadline, what if they did add another piece? Maybe, like, it's small piece, but what if they did? I don't know. It's, it's interesting. What if they traded a crappy pick for Robert Covington? What if they traded this Den- this year's Denver pick for Robert Covington and then traded him later? What this team could look like? I think this team could win against Houston. They have no depth, and OKC's strength is their bench. I think this team could possibly take Utah in a series. I think this team... Mm, I don't know, but Dallas, they're pretty strong. I don't, but I, yes, the answer is yes. I do think this team could actually win a playoff series as currently constructed. If OKC is running it into the playoffs with this team, even if the, in, if they do add somebody like Covington with the Denver pick to flip for later for, for some assets, then yes. But even without additions or subtractions, yes, the Thunder team could win a series. But... Of course, we don't know what's going to happen before the, the trade deadline in February. This next one is from Zoko at Phi underscore L Sun? Phil Sun? I don't know. Depending on the severity of Noel's ankle, uh, his ankle roll, do we see some Justin Patton time or will it just be Muscala minutes? I 100% say Muscala minutes. Justin Patton, to be, he's not good. He's just not good. And, um, I'll just leave it at that. I was talking to uh, Jacob, who, you know, he's the general host of the show. And, you know, he got to go and cover, he, he's been covering blue games, been getting to go cover OKC, uh, shoot around, stuff like that, and getting in close with the players. And, you know, he was covering a blue game. And I'm not going to say what team was in town. I'm not going to say who it was, but a scout from an opposing team said Justin Patton. What in a I'm gonna say in a nicer way, Justin Patton was not good, and that's me saying it very lightly. Um, this scout said something much harsher than I'm letting on. Next question is from Sarah Sellers at another hip artist. Okay, that's cool. We think Fur got it down on offense, or was this a one off? Know anything else about Noel? I think a one off is. I think you mean anomaly, and uh, I think Ferg. I don't. I don't know. Ferg is going to be inconsistent. That's just him on offense. He's consistently great on defense. 
he's consistently inconsistent on offense. When his jumper's going and he's confident, he's fantastic. Um, I do not know anything about Nerlens. I just know his ankle will look nasty, and he'll probably be back in a week or so, a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, you can never tell with these guys that are seven footers. Their their ankles mean a little bit more to them than people that are like me that are under six foot. Extreme Thunder fans from at Extreme Thunder F. What do you like most about watching this team? The smiles from all the players, them them enjoying each other. I'm just gonna say yes. Again, like I said, this team likes each other. This team genuinely likes each other, other than Deontay Burton and Dennis Shooter apparently sometimes, but. It's just fun to see them having a good time, them making fun of each other on Instagram, them just clowning each other. Chris Paul's taking them to the Eagles game tomorrow because they're they're in town for the Sixers game in general. And you just you just love that. You love that they're doing bonding things, like even small things like Chris Paul buying the guy suits. They are they're they're having bonding experiences, and he's basically a coach on the floor. And you can, I think Chris enjoys being a part of this team. I really do. I think, it's, and I think a lot of the guys enjoy being a part of this team. I think Dennis Schroeder loves being in the spotlight. I mean, sixth man of the year, this man's just playing as his, his full potential, and he's having a massive year. And I don't see how OKC doesn't trade him because teams will want a guy like Schroeder that can come off the bench and do that for you. It's just, you love it. You love to see it. Um, and there's so much about this team that you should like and love. Um, I just like it. And then last tweet is from Tucker Adams, at Tucker underscore Adams 12. His SGA had a dunk this year. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? It feels like SGA, um, he's so silky smooth that he lays the ball up off the glass and sometimes really high off the glass that it feels like he hasn't dunked the ball. And I honestly can't remember the last time he did dunk the ball. Um, he has dunked the ball. But 100%, he has dunked the ball. But I'm going to task you with finding the last game he did dunk the ball because I'm very intrigued to know when he did because I have no clue. But that's going to bring me to the end of the podcast, guys. It's about 30 minutes. It's about 11 o'clock. I watched the end of the Patriots game, and I'm so happy that Tom Brady lost. So I hate the Patriots, by the way. Um, But again, guys, looking at the... Ratings and reviews on our podcast on iTunes. You know, we have so many ratings and reviews, and we appreciate you guys so much for those. And I would appreciate it even more if you guys gave us some more reviews, gave us more five star ratings because we love you guys. We're pushing out content on a nightly basis when there's a game. We have group pods tomorrow, Sunday, there's a group pod uh, designing pretty awesome shirts and hoodies for you guys for Shea Gilson Alexander. Um, Lou Dort, you have the new Lou Tang Clan hoodies. I love that. I got mine uh, in the mail already. It's black. It's fantastic. Um, there's just so many things that we're grateful for you guys. And weird. It feels like yesterday that we just started this podcast. And there's just so much more to come for this year. I'm really excited what this year is going to bring and everything after that. But that's it for me. Don't forget to thunder up. That's it. Bye. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network.
Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.